The following is a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. The Podcast of Terror is a great podcast. It's covering movies that are not for children, and thus this podcast is not for children. The hosts are two adults who will use bad words from time to time. They'll also spoil movies if that's not your thing. So if you don't like spoilers and you don't want to hear some dirty language or some dirty references to dirty parts of your body, then please, please, please wash your body parts better and do not listen to this show. If you can handle it, and I hope you can because there's a great podcast coming up, then please proceed with Podcast of Terror. Corey, I couldn't help but notice that you're wearing a shirt. I try to whenever possible. Uh, there were laws passed. What are the odds that you wear a shirt every day of your life? Almost forty percent. At a boy. Well, let me let me tell you about a little uh, sales bonanza we got going here. We got some friends. These uh, these friends got some codes. Go visit our friends uh, at the Hate. That's the. If you can't spell the, go back to school. Hate H V I I I dot com. Use the code HPG fifteen get fifteen percent off your order. And if your tits still require more fabric. Go to status. I need to double up. You got to double, double. You never have too much tit fabric. Go to statusforyourmerch.com, use the code TERROR, and, uh, and get you some sweet discounts there. Welcome to episode 92 of the Podcast of Terror, a production of the Galactic Network. I'm your host, Matt Stein. With me, as always, is Corey. I can't eat meat while watching Hostel because it reminds me of Penis Scott. I really (laughs) I I made up the end about the dick. I exclusively eat the penis-shaped meats. That's all I I go for. Corey eats nothing but hot dogs and Twinkies. The sausage. Yeah. How, how are you? I, guess. I, I have a very tender constitution. I, I I can't handle food that that I recognize where it came from. Like I can't eat chicken unless it's been nuggeted. Uh, I, I you put bones in it and it's going to look too much like an animal and it's going to freak me out. Is it weird that I ate chicken tonight and there's four living in my backyard? Does that make me? Were there five and? No, there wasn't. Were there five, five chickens and you'd like now I'm down to four? <laughs> I just go out back and go in the now there's only four. There was five, now there's four. That was a shitty song. I'm sorry guys. Our guest this week is the director behind uh, the horror short the audition that we talked about a couple weeks ago. He's got a ton of shit too. I can't remember all of it. But uh, he's now our new friend, Anthony Rouse. How are you, buddy? I'm good, how are you? Oh just talking about eating chicken and dicks, so it's an average day. Uh, my that's it's not a boring topic of conversation. No, chicken uh, dicks, a lesser known appetizer after chicken fingers. <laughs> I mean, the bigger, uh, if you got like an extra large size chicken finger, you could just call it a chicken dick. Or is uh, it the other way around? Does it have to be smaller than a finger to be a dick? Is it, does it, is the uh, chicken uh, a micro penis? You know, that's a condition. So I don't know, use someone. Yes. I, I, I feel like we're missing an easy play on cock. Yeah, you guys are really just softballs. You're striking out in softball right now. I'm not, not too happy with you. Anyways, let's stop talking about dicks. Um, Anthony, why don't you talk about uh, all 87 movies that you've made, are making, and will be making. Unless any of them have dicks involved, because that's if apparently now dicks, off. I want, I want to know more about them. No, they don't. Well, I got a smut film in the works right now, so we're working on that. <laughs> Woo! Wait, no, I'm kidding. Oh, damn it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, um, uh, 
<laughs> that's all. I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you get the nipples. <laughs> all four. No, I, um... I did a lot of independent stuff growing up, I think, with filmmaking. But, um... Nothing really serious until I moved to the city, to New York City, and I got <clears throat> the equipment that I needed to do it mm-hmm. when I came to school. So none of my projects really took off until maybe a year and a half, two years ago. Mm-hmm. But um, like I just finished a, uh, a feature last year, and uh, about three short films, and now I have the audition, which comes out in... Uh, on June 30th. Fuck yeah. And it's good. Now when you say took off, um, what is that, what is that you were doing stuff and then what changed? Well, like I, I had a camera, I had a VHS camera growing up as a kid, but it was a lot of me setting the camera on a stack of books and performing outside and doing stuff because I had no one to act for me. So I had to do everything. Have you seen the show, the Goldbergs? I haven't. Uh, check it out sometime because that is pretty much the premise of the entire show is that Adam Goldberg, uh, who is an actor and, and filmmaker and everything, they're, they've done a sitcom about his life and it's a family in the 80s. And a lot of it is based off of things that he was filming as a kid on old uh, VHS tapes or maybe even uh, pre that. And so it, it and you see it work its way into the show. So at the end of the episodes, we'll do oftentimes is they'll play the video that he took in the 80s and then they'll show you scenes reenacted in the show from that week. Um, or sometimes they'll just do mock uh, copies of it. But it's really cute. And it kind of shows that the originality and stuff that we do as kids and, and it might be looked at as it's not going to go anywhere. or He's just like he's just doing something silly and it doesn't matter. Um, maybe something leads to something down the road. Right. Now, Anthony, is everything that you've done been horror, or is it more just recently? I the stuff that I don't do that's horror. I more produce. I produce um, a lot of. I produce dramas for other filmmakers that are in my situation because I like to. If I have the the means to do that and help other people who maybe don't have a camera or don't have the sound equipment or don't have the editing software, I can. I can do that for them mm-hmm. and, and make their <clears throat> make their steps a little bit easier. I feel like you and you and our friend Jack should get together. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Well, Jack works at some film school in New York. I don't know which one, and I guess I could tell you, <laughs> but I'm fucking lazy. Um, he uh, he and our other friend Dan host uh, the '90s podcast and then a Simpsons podcast. That's how we met him. Okay. But Jack is a big movie guy sad sack overall sad sack he's he's sadder than he is in the movies but that's I'm yeah me too it's it's cool yeah <laughs> but he's also wound up in in different things he he's certainly written stuff he like you he wrote a lot of stuff as a kid and he's never stopped creating but he's he's had to look at where the next steps are as to what he can do uh as an adult and yeah. And he's he's obviously focused on teaching, but he still does some stuff um, on the side of that. He's also yeah, and he's a really talented, fun guy. So he's a good guy to meet, anyways. Yeah, he's yeah, also totally. a sweetheart. He's a dear friend. Yeah, let me get that out there because I know he listens. I don't want him to think that you know. I don't want him getting sad. Yeah, I don't want sad Jack to be sad. It's okay. 
Jackie no sad. Jack and Dan are two of my favorite people in the fucking world. Uh, easily. If I had to rank them, like, I think Jack might come first. Well, I, because he's quick. Because he's quick. He gets, he gets the job done quicker. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, where are we? What are we talking about? Why are we here? Uh, <laughs> we are here. Uh, we're going to be discussing the 2005 movie Hostel. Mm. Uh, but first, we're going to uh, we're gonna. Did you recommend people can go to gncast.com slash pot? Nope. But you're gonna do uh, that right to now. to find show notes, our contact info, and subscription links, and they can also chat with us on our Slack uh, during the show if they go to gncast.com slash sign up, or if you go to the YouTube page. Uh, we don't have an official official YouTube page. You just look at Podcast of Terror, and you can chat with us during the show there as well. Um, but the Slack, you can hit us up during the week too. So if you, if you want if you want to bother us all the time, and and that's how Matt will make you feel, uh, <laughs> go to gncast.com slash sign up and and join the Galactic Network uh, Slack channel. And uh, also while you're at gncast.com, you can subscribe to our newsletter. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we do some news here, we got to do the old what you drinking. Uh, Anthony is our esteemed guest for the week. I hope we don't waste your time, but what are you drinking? I um, I wanted to do a little mashup. I did Arnold Palmer and Captain Morgan. Wow. So, sounds like heartburn. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but it's good heartburn. There you go. Yeah. yeah. See, I just, uh, I try and stay away from heartburn. I ate too much beef jerky and- when we were moving and I got the worst fucking heartburn in my life. That's how I know I'm old. I don't know how old you are, but you hit 30 things. Beef jerky's worth it, though, yeah. Oh, I fucking love beef jerky. But I once I hit 30, like, that. things don't work like they used to. It takes me 45 minutes just to pee in the morning. It burns. Oh, yeah. Welcome to my world. I'm just kidding. It doesn't burn when I pee. Corey, what are you drinking? I'm drinking iced tea. I, I'm, I'm just playing at lowball. <laughs> I, I need to get some sleep tonight. He wants that Lipton just... scholarship. Yeah, I'd be a please, please do endorsement. Sponsor me, Lipton. I'm I'm very broke, and all I do is talk about your tea every week. You should you should have a heart. It, they're fucking bags full of sawdust. Just send them to me. Wow, that is wow. Holy shit! You just called Lipton iced tea <laughs> sawdust after trying to get them to give you money. Just you know there. what this is. Just throw it out there. Um, well, because I'm not a bitch. Anthony's on board with me. I'm drinking Southern Tier Chocolate Orange. It's a... Um, that sounds sexy. It's a, it's a dessert beer. Good. Chocolate and orange peel. It, uh, it, I don't know. The shirt might come off. I'm getting a little warm. But uh, It's a dessert beer. It is. It literally says on <laughs> so it, I, a dessert beer. I love that in a four-course meal, you've got a beer for each course. <laughs> it's an after-dinner beer. <laughs> I assume neither of you... I know Corey hasn't, but you've ever been to like a beer-pairing dinner where it's like a six-course meal with a beer that goes with everything you eat? It's intense. I would totally want to go to one again. For the alcoholic and the fat guy in me. Two birds, one stone. You guys need to like got a friend up, who, right? It's, it's a I've got a friend who, who has done a dinner club in the past and like prints up the, <laughs> the nice menu and, and plans out the meals and gets everything arranged. And I think that he did uh, wine pairings with which each of the courses too. See, I'm, I'm trying to find uh, a beer that pairs with uh, McDonald's chicken McNuggets and sweet and sour sauce. Oh, uh, I think it's got to have some sort of light, like, but. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's off-brand Michelob. 
Um, uh, Kirkland. Kirkland Light. You know, Costco. Oh, yeah. There you go. I'm going to do that one. Let's get into some news here. Um, First one we got up is that uh, AMC is going to be developing a series based on, I'm guessing it's NOS 4A2. It could be NOS 4A2. Right. That was... I'm, and I have a camera tonight, so if you're watching, you saw the wheels slowly turning. <laughs> it never picked up steam. Um, I've never you saw heard the sunglasses go orange chocolate beer. Woof! And just try to make words happen. Uh, I'm just trying to be a functional adult <laughs> till it's nap time. Um, I've never heard of this or seen this, so I'm hoping one or both of you have. Well, we haven't seen it yet because it's been announced, but Ooh, it hasn't come out yet. On. But it is. It is based off of Joe Hill's uh, book, mm-hmm. which I know they did a comic book series uh, based off of the book not too long ago as well. Um, I, I have not read it. It is one of those things that I'd, I'd like to check out. And, and Joe Hill's stuff, we talked about his other comic series he did that's getting was getting options as a TV series. Um, but this one, it, it seems a little bit more of the it's it's a vampire story it's a vampire story with some driving <laughs> i couldn't tell you much beyond that Interesting. uh it says tells the tale of victoria mcqueen a mother who has a knack for finding misplaced and lost objects and people when a vicious child predator sets her sets his sights on her son mcqueen uses her gift to track down the evil manx and attempt to rescue his victims as battles and lairs so i was completely fucking off i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> That's good. That's good that they, they surprised me. The fucking title certainly doesn't do it justice then. Although it looks cool on the license plate. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It, 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 I hope it's good. I've lost all faith in most TV shows at this point in my life. This is on AMC, and AMC it has The Walking Dead. Mm. Uh, but to the other side of that, they have the uh, prequel Walking Dead show, which is shit. And, the Walking but they've Dead done things like show? Breaking Bad because hmm? the walking dead it, is such a great show it's not my favorite but i enjoyed it for several seasons and i know a lot of people are still really into it it is one of the most successful shows on television and amc did breaking bad they've better they're doing preacher which i really like better call Saul, uh mad men so they they kind of know what they're doing when it comes to picking shows they may not land on every one of them but i feel like they can they can at least do something with this but no one lands on every one of them no, absolutely not. Anthony, how do you feel about The Walking Dead and AMC and everything we just talked about? I I, 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 I like The Walking Dead, but I liked it before it was the show. I love the comic. Okay. I love the graphic novels. I love the. I think that I'd say around the second, third season is when it stopped treating the comic as like the source material and kind of just went up and just fuck it, I'll do my own thing. So you're a Walking Dead hipster. Because you liked it before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> he's fucking with you. Basically. basically. Yeah, there you go. There you go. But he's not one of those assholes who like keeps telling you, oh, you know, I, I can spoil all of Game of Thrones for you because I read the books. <laughs> and you should have read the books 20 fucking years ago if you would not want to be spoiled on it. And it's like, well, now we're all caught up, dick, so suck it and just move along. Just fucking move along. Wow, holy shit, Corey. Do you need do you need uh, a nap in your blankie? I have a problem with I mean we we talk about 
the fact that we spoil things on a show before the show starts so that we aren't wrecking shit for people when they when they listen. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you want to just go around and fuck with other people's enjoyment, you're kind of the worst fucking asshole in the world. Not quite, but we're up there. You realize what we do here, right? We, we talk about stuff, but we tell people we're going to talk about that stuff. That's true. It's and not it like is- we're going up to their, their door and saying, hi, hi, uh, first of all, Jesus loves you, and second of all, last week on Mad Men, uh, this person died. Fuck you. Well, that's true. That's true. And it is literally our, it's my opinion. I'm not telling you you're wrong for what you believe. That's just my opinion. Absolutely not. Such is life. Um, I don't know where the fuck I am. I'm still working with one monitor, and I don't know how to function as an adult. Like, I have so little computer real estate. So little space. Yeah. <laughs> really got to figure out what the fuck I'm doing. Uh, the next news story, unless you wanted to keep talking about something that we know very little about. Yeah, I fucked that all totally. So, uh, letters go to pot at gncast.com. There you go. Um, and, and I'm actually glad you found this story because it kind of spits, it rolls into what we talked about last week with all of the Conjuring people getting spinoffs. Because the, um, the Crooked Man from The Conjuring 2 is apparently getting his own spinoff, which Annabelle from The Conjuring 1 got a spinoff, and The Nun from The Conjuring 2 got a spinoff. Everyone in The Conjuring gets a fucking spinoff. But if I remember correctly, The Crooked Man is also a creepypasta. It, it looks creepypasta-esque. Yeah, I guess I could do some Googling on one fucking monitor. I mean, you've seen... We, we talked about this last week. I still haven't seen the Conjuring movie, so I don't know oh, it, it is, uh, anything. Um, which which won't stop me from making something up, because that's what I just did. That's the whole basis of the internet. Um, but yeah, The Crooked Man is a creepypasta. Uh, Anthony, have you seen The Conjuring's? I did. Um... <clears throat> I actually, I really like the second one. I really uh, the second like the one second. was great also. Don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think it's strange that every character oh, no, total. is getting... I was actually... I saw that the other day, and I was like, that's... I mean, I guess, if you want to bank... I, Because I, you can tell when someone just wants to bank on something, I feel like. Which I, I guess I don't... I don't disagree with. I mean, strike while the iron's hot. Right. Make, make your money, boo-boo. I, who am I to stop you? If I can make money talking on the internet or get a Lipton sponsorship for Corey, then I would. It's sawdust. It's sawdust. The amount of beer that I drink on and the show and no one has given me a beer sponsorship or sent me like a free year. People have actually sent you beer though, so it's almost like you're being oh, sponsored by the fans. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, Mike. <laughs> Mike is the one who mentioned watching The Void. I'm sorry for forgetting Mike. I'm sorry for not paying attention to the movie because I was drunk in a hotel when I watched it. But you should kind of just come to understand that that's what's going to happen. This is this is my life. <laughs> that was in about twenty minutes into this, Matt is going to forget that we're here talking about a movie. Uh, so don't feel bad, Mike. Uh, but but thank you again for recommending the movie and for uh, for all the back and forth emails and stuff. I see them even though I don't really have a lot to do with them. That's that's why I gave him my uh, but, personal email because I was sick of you spying on me, Dad. It, it, it was more that I had to let you know that he emailed you because we were, we fixed we were it fucking now. up we fixed the it. Gmail box. Fuck you. Yeah, we, we fixed, fixed it. it. Uh, Mike also is the one who made me the super fucking tits Jason mask bottle opener, which I literally use all the time. So, yeah, it is sweet. 
I will remove Mike's balls from my mouth and we can continue talking about The Conjuring 2. Um, if you I'm haven't seen The Conjuring 2, then the, the Crooked Man, there's there's a toy that the, the, the I believe it's the daughter finds in the house and you spin it and it's the, the Crooked Man and there's a... Um, so he's a fidget spinner? It's, it's kind of like a fidget spinner. <laughs> Funny you say that because fidget spinners are going to come up in about 10 minutes. Um, oh, yeah. But it's like a little toy thing and it displays the Crooked Man and the Crooked Man eventually comes out of the toy and comes to life. I don't know the entire background of the Crooked Man. Um, but to counter... Well, there was an old nursery rhyme of the Crooked Man. Yeah. And I remember it from a the friendly ghost cartoon where he's... he's uh, skipping down a road and he's singing the there was a crooked man he had a crooked smile he bumped into a crooked fence no he walked a crooked mile anyway it, it was all fucked up it's casper dead people he uh should have killed sixpence against a crooked style he bought a crooked cat with a crooked mouse which caught a crooked mouse <laughs> they all live together in a crooked house yeah i think they cleaned it up for the kids cartoon we got all the British out of there. Sixpence. What the fuck is a sixpence? I don't know. None of the richer is what it is. That shot, so I shouldn't look up what a sixpence is. No, it's it's. That's like people like I would say Fortnite, which is actually two weeks, but I just say it because I want to say it. You know what? I'm in. Leave me alone. Fuck you. <laughs> um, so what I was just trying to say before Corey, so dickishly cut me off um yes you mean (laughs) yes everyone getting a (laughs) spinoff is kind of shitty and kind of dumb but in some cases it may be really good it would be really cool to get the backstory of the crooked man as well as the nun but they can fuck it up so please don't fuck it up i'm done that's my rant is over (laughs) famously we often say oh i wish they would have gone into that a little bit more oh i wish they would have developed this part of the story more yeah thank you uh (laughs) to me literally uh but but then i mean how much can we complain it's like oh well they they bring out this crooked man in this movie and he's only there for five minutes but but i don't know anything about him and and where did he come from well now we're gonna get to see that so it's kind of our fault because they listen to us obviously they don't want to ever listens to us it's so true half the time i don't even listen to you (laughs) also very true (laughs) i'm sorry did i cut you off anthony no, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I don't even feel like chiming in because I feel like this is just so entertaining. I love I'm like you're so guys. quiet. I'm like, you got to jump in here. Uh, no, I know. I love watching you guys. <laughs> That's creepy for a guy who makes horror movies to be like, I like watching <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, boy. Um, so, yeah, Crooked Man's getting a movie. I fuck where the tab go. Okay. Um, I don't think it has a release date or anything. I don't even think they've done casting. Summer of 2018, it's going to be coming out. So we'll revisit that one in six months when someone does something about it. Um, the next story, which when I saw it, I audibly said, what the fuck is wrong? Uh, George Romero, who if you're not familiar with who George Romero is, question your life. Uh, but his next movie is... Uh, it's about race dri- uh, race car driving zombies. See, that's what I was talking about. I was just thinking ahead. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it makes sense now. But uh, seriously, is he that out of fucking ideas? <laughs> no, I don't think he's out of ideas. I, I think what George does is he finds a way to 
tell a story that sort of subverts ideas, usually about uh, culture and and about uh, things that maybe need to be a little bit made fun of in an American culture. And he he utilizes it to in a way that he also presents it with the undead because that's what he does. That's what he's known for. But he he's torn apart things like the the shopping culture with the malls. He's he's done things like the uh, Land of the Dead, which we reviewed not too long ago. That was about the echelons of the rich and the not as rich and the people who can be elevated out of society and think that they're above everybody and everybody else that is kind of like suffering along. And also there's zombies there because it's George Romero. What's he going to do with this? I don't know. Uh, if it's something about uh, when it's being described as road warrior meets rollerball with NASCAR race, I could see him doing some fun with it. Yeah, but he's not really known for doing like comedic, a comedic take on a zombie film. So I, f- I think if that's what this is going to be, then it you're, aren't you discrediting yourself? Well, do we think it's going to be comedy or do we think it's going to be funny in the way that there's, there's always a little bit of humor in his stuff. There, there's something about them that because it's uncomfortable, you have to sort of laugh at. And, and certainly there are parts where you kind of root for the zombies at some points because the people are such dicks. Yeah, but this concept seems so far from the left that how do you not make it a joke? It's true. It's probably not going to go in the way of the uh, Return of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. which was far more comedy-based. But who knows? Yeah. You know, Ed, George is, is that guy. You know, he gets to do what he wants to do. That's true. He's earned it. That's true. Anthony, it, what's your it take? It seems a lot like, well... It seems like it'll be more one of his, like, where he relies on the blood and not so much the story. Kind of like what he did with Diary of the Dead. Right. How there wasn't much of a plot behind it. It was all gag effects. Yeah. Which is something, I mean, it does work. I, I, do, I do enjoy his practical effects. I love what he does with them. But, um, <clears throat> with, I mean, I, I, this is the first time hearing of it, but I think, based on what, I'm, about, on what you just told me about it, I think that that's probably the direction it'll go in. Yeah, and if you could, if you think about it in a Mad Max kind of thing and a post-apocalyptic zombie world, it seems like those things do go really well together. Oh, absolutely. That's something you can play with and have a lot of fun with. And and I would like to see what he does, and I'm sure other people kind of step into that next. Yeah, in fact, but, it wouldn't surprise me if there isn't stuff already out there like that. But I, I think then <laughs> approach it saying like it's an, a post-apocalyptic movie with zombies. You know, don't say this is race car driving zombies movie that's true too. it's but called it's called george a romero presents road of the dead that could literally be anything you know a group of people trying to get cross country and i don't know fucking yeah. there's zombies on the road boom <coughs> made a million dollars trademark <laughs> i'm trademarking that right now but but i don't know or, or have <laughs> fuck i don't know it's really hard to tell someone like George A. Romero why his idea is not, in my opinion, good. But until until you see it and it's done, it's really hard to say that it's a bad idea. It could just be he explained it one way, someone who wrote this story interpreted it a different way, and now, now I'm a sad panda because it sounds kind of dumb. 
You know what I mean? It does sound like it's following the same theme because it it's based on an island where zombie prisoners race cars at a modern day coliseum for the entertainment of the wealthy humans, uh, which is sort of like what we already talked about with Land of the Dead, is that we there was that scene in there where they had the zombies fighting the woman in the cage, and it was all for sport. Mm-hmm. That that's kind of what it is. Is like we're rich and you're things that we can kind of exploit because what rights you have you're the dead and so we're just doing this for our entertainment for our betting purposes and stuff it's not different from dog racing really uh which is itself kind of grotesque um i i can kind of understand it it's it's how do they make it believable of like well the undead are driving and that's the thing like with when the undead would fight each other in the cage and land of the dead it never was like it wasn't like a, a full-blown MMA fight. It was kind of like two drunk people fighting. Or they're but if it follows what the Land of the Dead was doing, which was the dead were starting to get more of a consciousness, if it's going further on that storyline, then maybe. So then by now they're doing like calculus and stuff? That's possible. <laughs> That's well, the I'm just saying that there, of the dead. there are jobs that no Americans want to do, and we have to fill those jobs too easy just gonna let that yeah. one go well, i think that if you if you if you were to pitch an idea to me that said uh race car driving zombies i would think okay roger corman film right that's a, that's a roger corman film that's not a george a romero film but i mean i i love I, I i'll still see it i'll be like oh that looks dumb and i'll still see it because watching dead, dead race 2000 watching <laughs> dead race 2000 <laughs> Yeah, I'm the same exact way. It's a George Romero movie. I'll see it. Right. It could be a, a steaming turd for 90 minutes, and I'd probably still watch it if it was George A. Romero presents a steaming turd for 90 minutes. Like I said, he's earned it. No, it totally has. He gets, um, he gets to do what he wants to do. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a release date on the thing? I forgot, and I closed my tab. Corey? Uh, no, I don't think there is. Okay, good. I opened it and didn't even need to. Uh, the last news story we got before we talk about this movie that someone made us watch. Um, unless you're living under a rock, you understand that fidget spinners are the hotness right now. And uh, someone made a Freddy Krueger fidget spinner because why not? Uh, because kids with blades slicing their fingers off uh i don't know if it's actually legitimately sharp or or what but it looks pretty freaking cool and it's one of those things that if there were still nightmare on elm street films coming out right now it would wind up being a prop in one of them well there's still time yeah no absolutely there is it looks uh, like a jeeper it looks like something that the creeper would use in jeepers creepers yes it does it looks <laughs> it yeah, like some of the things that he he like carved out of the bone and stuff, and he yeah. was using dragon against people. Absolutely, wow. but it's it is. I mean, mechanically, there's a video that they have as attached to the story, and you see the thing spin, and it just it goes, it just keeps running like a fidget spinner should. Um, so someone put the time and effort into making something that works well and looks really good at the same time. And and fits a theme, but I I do question. They even crocheted a little case for it that looks like Freddy's red and green sweater, uh, which is just adorable in its own sick way. Um, well, you don't, I appreciate people making cool stuff. You only want a whole ass one thing, so they they whole ass this one thing. I'm proud of them. 
Yeah. I don't think they're for sale. That's what I was trying to find out. I, it's it's one of those things that I don't know that it looks like it's made for mass production. No. Uh, but if if they did a limited run on it and we're selling it, it's it's made by a company called Dreamkiller Designs. Uh, I would I would want to have one. I venture to guess someone would get hurt almost instantly, and that would end everyone's fun. Yeah. yeah. They're Canadian uh, too, so they'll apologize incessantly. Yeah, looking at their Facebook page, they've got they've got some other interesting stuff on there, and they seem to go a lot with the Freddy Krueger theme. So yeah, nothing wrong with that. Maybe some looking at. Yeah, fidget spinners. I'd, I know some people see them as a bad thing right now. I know that they help a lot of kids who have uh, attention deficit problems. So I don't take issue with them, but they're also toys. So if you don't have ADHD or something and you're just playing with it in class and you're you're kind of part of the problem see i have uh i have a fidget cube for when i drive because when i drive I distances, if i don't have something i will sit and pick my fingers and then my wife yells at me yeah so it's not only for children in class Corey. it's for perfectly no, that's, men while driving that's what i mean is that i would love this because i would absolutely i i feel like i could benefit from having a fidget spinner as well on top of having my fidget cube uh so i i appreciate it both as what it is and artistically what it represents and the fact that i could probably kill somebody with it <laughs> well you hear it here first Corey's gonna buy one and kill people please don't do that Corey. i enjoy having you on the show too much yeah let's move on um they haven't said you can't do podcasts from prison <laughs> you can start your own and be the podcast of prison and toilet wine you, you, could show, yeah, you could show how to make toilet bowl wine you could show who who's, uh, uh, who made you their bitch this week whose pocket you're true. holding around the yard whose pocket you're holding I was going to say that god damn it it's terrible that we both have the same thought process uh, alright let's talk about hostel ah <laughs> <sighs> So, Anthony. Somebody yes. talked about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about why you chose Hostel. Well, I think Hostel is part of the, um, <clears throat> one of the first non-franchise horror films I ever saw growing up. Because I think a lot up to that point, because the first, the first legitimately scary horror film that I saw was Halloween. And so I would watch those, I would, and then I was like, oh, there are more of these out there. And then I would watch the Friday the 13th movies, and then... I would watch uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, and then Freddy vs. Jason came out, and I saw that in theaters with my dad. I was like, oh my god, this was awesome. And then Hostel came out, I'm like, what is that? And what's Hostel? And I saw Hostel, I was like, I really like this. And I uh, really... <laughs> just so we can break my spirit, how old are you? 22. Oh, okay, thank you. Uh, so I need that fidget <laughs> spinner so I can put it up my own throat now. You're <laughs> Corey's. 22 and and he's he's out there 22. making films matt that that's the other kicking the schnutz i don't I'm, I'm 30 i'll be 32 in september and i don't even know how to get dressed most days <laughs> still can't get both legs in and fall and hurt myself threw my back out one time because there's a, a amber alert on my phone it's a real fucking mess here all right i'm sorry we should we should go on before i start crying I run insane because I sleep funny. Because that's a thing that happens. 
I just like oh i slept wrong you, you what you how did you fuck that up it's just you in a bed right apparently <laughs> hey let's go ahead anthony sorry growly said to get uh anthony a milk bottle oh god do me <laughs> well you're the young one here you're the baby it's true i need one <laughs> oh boy anyways that's um but no and i i watched the first one and I, it was like, it was really gritty and gruesome, and I really liked that. And I actually... You were 10 when this was, came out. I was. Oh, shit, I didn't do the math. Fuck. My parents, I'll tell you, my parents, you know, as long as I didn't repeat anything I saw on TV, they were good with it. Yeah. This so, is not a think-and-do film. It's No. <laughs> Thank goodness. But, um, and then after I saw that one, I really got into Eli Roth and I really started, well, when I was a kid, I didn't even really want to direct. I wanted to be the next Bruce Campbell and be like an evil dead horror star type thing. As an adult, I want to be Bruce Campbell. So it was like, I was like, oh my God, I just want to, you know, go out and kill zombies and kill the undead and stuff. But there's still time, you know, I think, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. But I think, you know, I think working behind the camera really fits me better. Cause I like, you get, I can tell the people what to do and <laughs> sit and sit my lazy ass in the chair. <laughs> I do enjoy. I sit set. my lazy ass in the chair all the time and try to tell my wife what to do. It, it doesn't work out for me. I end up doing the dishes myself. Yeah, if we filmed it, it would just be embarrassing for everybody. I hope she didn't hear it from the other room. Otherwise, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a beaten. <laughs> I'm just gonna walk out of here. Just has a fucking ruler. Like I heard you said. Probably tell me to bend over. Now, now I'm erect. Thank you for that. <laughs> fucking yes. I wish I had a little Xbox achievement. Make Corey hard. Mm. All right, cool. Now that made that thing. I think I'm a little awkward. That is the most difficult badge to get. Uh, so. Yeah, it, it's cute because you said, oh, I, I liked it because it was my first non-franchise film and then it became a franchise, which is exactly. also weird. Um, There's only three of these turds, right? Is there a fourth yeah. one? Well, he let it off to the first two and then he they picked it up and he, didn't, he had nothing to do with the third one, so I didn't even... I feel better about that because yeah, the he, third and the fourth one are... Well, the third one's real bad. No, fourth. The fourth one's actually out yet. I don't think there's a fourth one. <clears throat> I don't think so. Uh, not that I'm aware of. Well, and they said it. They said it in Las Vegas, and the right. whole thing about Hostel is that it takes place in the in uh, what is it? It's in Europe. Is it? Uh, it's not. Um, uh, no, anyway, uh, the Netherlands, Amsterdam. Is it? Uh, no, it's it's uh, God damn it! It's with an S. Um, Sweden, Saskatoon. S- Scandinavia. Saskatchewan. Sacagawea. Slovenia. Isn't it Slovenia? Slovenia? Slovakia. 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 Um, Well, that's the whole thing. It's like like you're not under the protection of the U.S. anymore. You're in a foreign place. You're a tourist. You're basically, you know... So that's why it was scary, is that, you know... They they controlled these lands, which is why I liked about it. I don't like the idea that they would take it to the U.S., that's that's yeah, a so good lucky point. It was but if, if you could get your dick in your pants, then you have nothing to worry about. 
Totally, yeah. But that's the whole no. point is they're they're in the pursuit to slay. They're there to get laid. Yeah, they just want to they just want to lay some pipe, smash some sliz, yeah. and that's uh, what ends up being the problem. Because U.S. girls aren't good enough. No, they're fine. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Get dating a U.S. girl's never done to me. Get me fucking murdered. <laughs> End of story. It's true. That's very it's true. Because uh, fucking Eli Roth is the king of the unsympathetic character. It. I have yet to see a goddamn piece of shit thing that he does where I like any fucking person in it. I think in this movie, it was probably the the poor Asian girl who lost her friend and then had her face get melted off and decide oh well my life sucks so i'm gonna jump in front of this fucking bus for no reason um i, blame her. I have a very morbid the last few hours escaping and it's like oh but obviously the fact that i couldn't see out of the left side of my face all this time i should have realized that it was gone so uh fuck it see your world now i you know so, no, yeah. suicide during that yeah, scene i, I, it, I looked at uh, i looked at my wife and i just said if someone fucking blowtorched your face your eyeball would have popped this ain't real <laughs> that's the only thing that came to mind i'm like this is very very unreal and especially when you cut the eyeball i can't imagine pus would have come out because there's not enough time for that to get infected Oh, that was that was smooth. And that's and I, I, my my main problem is like this movie is gross just to be gross. I don't respond well. Like gross things don't scare me. I, it's it, built it, to make you uncomfortable. It's built to make you feel queasy. It's built to make you get that skeevy like you know, sort of thing, and 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 turn away and stuff. Which is fine. I, this constantly gets compared to Saw. And I, I, I'm sure I've said this numerous times on here, is that I see a value in Saw that I don't see in Hostel because Saw had a story and, and, and a character that was the driving force behind it and everything. And this is just, you went someplace else because you're a dirty, filthy American and people hate Americans, as you should. Uh, they're paying twenty five grand a pop to kill you, and and it, and the whole thing was just very contrived of like conveniences. I don't I don't it, think it this felt movie like, was ever meant to be. It was never meant to have a sequel or a, become a trilogy. And that's had they left it at one, it would have been fine because you know there's no returning characters in two, if I remember correctly. It's a different... No, actually, the guy who survives in this shows up at the beginning of two. Paxton's in the beginning of the second one, but he's like, it's two seconds. Oh. And and is it a different country? No, it's the same country. All right, this is just fucking my story wide open. I must just stop talking. Yeah, and after the first one was made, uh, what did we determine they were at? Slovenia? Slovakia. 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 Slovakia was like, hey, uh, you kind of painted our country really shitty. Uh, you made it seem like we're just fucking run down pieces of shit who just can't wait to cream all over Americans and then kill them. Um, maybe not doing that is okay. Why don't you come hang out, visit with us? No, and then we'll kill you. Uh, and, and, and you can see that we're actually like fucking in the real world and shit and, and not like some... 80 years in the past, looking like we just came out of Chernobyl, fucked up place. And, and Eli Roth's like, oh, well, you know, 
they do the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, but people still go to Texas. Yeah, but you're still a dick. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to do a second one, and uh, it's going to be in the same place, and the same thing happens, except to women. So that's that's fine. They probably had it common. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. Sandwiches ain't making themselves. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I just spit it out, Anthony. You probably saw this uh, on my wall. I said something to the effect of, "I don't know how I'm going to have anything nice to say about this movie," uh, and a lot of people freaked out because they thought I was talking about Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I a lot of the things I I find the most critical about this are not even the gore factor, the the squeamishness, the the gross to be gross. It's the ending because what happens is everything sort of comes together as as Paxton escapes. And things just kind of happen so that he can get his his little revenge on everybody who was a part of it. So he sees the girls and then the guy who led him to the girls in the first place who sent him on this journey. And he's like, hey, I'm in a car. I'm going to run them all down. And so they're all dead. And then he randomly runs into the businessman that um, killed his friend and was on the train in the first place and everything. He's like, hey, I'm going to kill him, too. Although the version that I saw last night was not that ending. Well, I saw the director's ending. I, lo- I love that ending. I love the director's ending because it... Um, have you seen it, Matt? I don't know. I watched whatever one I streamed on my TV. <laughs> um, so what are the differences in the, in the endings? In the, in the uh, producer's ending, he uh, kills the businessman at the end he kills the dutch businessman okay but in in the director's ending the, the businessman is walking with his daughter and the businessman goes into the bathroom when he comes out his daughter's gone paxton kidnapped her oh i, and saw, gonna, and I, I saw the last cool one. Oh, you did yeah because i love i love that ending it's a great ending yeah now the, the feeling from that is paxton kidnaps her is it because he wants to save her from her dad and the kind of person that he is or is it that he's going to utilize her to get back at the dad somehow? Or he's like, well, hey, here's how I fucking get to kill somebody, and I don't have to pay 25 grand for it. Like, I, I don't know exactly what the ending is supposed to mean. Right. I, I lean towards the first one. Uh, it's it's he's He's got her on the train, and he's telling her to be quiet. And again, nobody's freaking out because this guy's got his mouth over this little girl, his hand over this little girl's mouth and shit. And he's right. just like, yeah, I'm fucking, she just won't shut up. But sure, she's my kid. Looks nothing like me. Uh, I'm 20. I don't know. I, I just, I don't, I, I have problems with either ending, but it all is, is based off of the same thing, which is just, he just randomly gets to have revenge because that's how we're going to tie the whole thing up at the end. You know, I, I well, that well, bugged me because that was just so fucking Hollywood, uh, in a movie that was already so far against what Hollywood would normally be behind or allowed that he couldn't even do something that was different so one of my biggest complaints about the end and it's not the it's the lead up to the ending well well he's escaping is when the 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 truck it's a van you fuck is blocking his way and he's just honking his horn and yelling fucking move and i'm like if you don't want someone to find you this is like the least smart way to accomplish that goal and yeah yeah, I get that they were so far behind, and then the whole kids thing, and it's just 
I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like in a real chase situation, you wouldn't have had that much time. And nor would you have just sat there and honked your horn and told someone to move. Like, I probably would have got out and started running. Then you should have fucking died. But That's true. I, uh, probably well, the kid's the best thing in the movie, though. Was a little bubble bubble gum bubble gum gang. I don't know. The best part, yeah. I I, I, lo- I yeah. And what are the fucking odds know. that he steals the car with a big ass sack of bubble gum in it? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> movie con- movie convenience. Yeah, I thought that was a little weird, but. <sighs> and then to be like, here's a here's a sack of bubble gum. Two guys are about to roll up. I need you to murder them with rocks. Like that's right. that's a little far fetched, but. <laughs> Once again, I mean, it's 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 a movie. It's built for entertainment, and it's built for the guy to escape. And I I get it. I'm just I'm being nitpicky, but isn't that what I'm here to do? The artful dodger of tooth decay and his his murder troop. I'm like, oh yeah, I see that you crush that guy's skull in, so you can have a pack of gum out of my <laughs> 900 packs of gum sitting here. Oh. uh I'm sorry, little short person that is way smaller than me. Uh, I think I could kill you and take all the gum. Like, at some point, they got to fucking master blast that shit and just Thunderdome themselves out. No, that's not what I was going to say. Thank you for making it strange again. Uh, I just... There's a lot of, like... It's just... It paints traveling in a bad light. And I don't like to travel anyways because I fucking hate not being at home and and overall dislike people but it just it's Thanks, such a yeah. weird thing and it's oh, fuck you uh we talked earlier about green inferno is the more recent one yep. and isn't that kind of the same thing as like dirty fucking filthy americans go to some other country and think that they're top shit and then the country decides, ha no, we're going to fucking kill you and eat you. Yeah. Well, that's um, what, yeah. He, like, basically makes you never want to travel because he did the same thing with Cabin Fever. You watch Cabin Fever, it makes you not want to go camping. Well, I don't want to go camping for other reasons, you know, because I like a bed and showers and stuff. But I agree with what you're saying. And, and there's a lot of movies that make one specific uh, activity look bad. But, yeah. if, but if you're going to watch a movie and uh, get upset, you know what I mean? Like that you're watching a That's movie true, to be entertained. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Nitpicky. Or yeah. Nitpicky again. No, yeah, I, I, yeah, totally. <laughs> but this is not the kind of movie that I enjoy. It doesn't mean that there aren't reasons to enjoy it. Now, this is the kind of thing where I'm, like, this is not my kind of horror movie. This is not what I enjoy as far as horror movies go. But it doesn't mean that it's it's terrible in that respect. Um, and it's certainly, it's set the stage for something that, for good or ill, the gore porn or gorno ideas that came from this and saw, like, this set the stage for those movies going forward. And there's a lot of, of people who really enjoy that kind of filmmaking. And, and enjoy what this did. And so that's why I'm trying to say, Anthony, just because I don't like it doesn't mean that I'm trying to shit over you like me. Oh, no, I, no, I totally get that. Yeah, no. It's, it's, and there, I, I, I see the reasons why people don't like it. I, get, I understand there are reasons why people don't. Because, like, I mean, structurally, I don't think it's, it's constructed in a way that's set in a horror formula that would be, like, like for people to like. It's very... Uh, what did I? It's very. I'm trying to think of the word. Um, 
there are, there are weak moments where I don't think it's structured the best as a film. Yeah, and you saw it when you were ten. That's true. When I was ten, anything was awesome. That's true. right, but but there's certainly there's an awesomeness in this because this is something that is so out there and unexpected from anything you'd seen before up at that point. And it, it opened your eyes to a, a different kind of filmmaking. Uh, weird, you know, therapy exists. You should see some. But I, I get why at 10 years old, this would be like the most fucking ultimate thing to see. It, it's, I, I know that when, when I was a kid and I, I talk about this, like I didn't see Labyrinth as a kid. But people I know that are my age that saw Labyrinth when they were kids fucking love labyrinth fucking love black cauldron and never ending story and shit because at that age it affects you differently than if you see it now same goddamn movie but a different play on you it's like kids who grew up seeing star wars the original series versus kids who were young when the prequels came out right you know the prequels are never going to be my fucking movies but to my nieces and nephews the prequels are great because that was their first exposure to it. So I totally get that. And I'm not saying that you can't be an adult and also have liked Hostel. Oh, totally, yeah. Well, I, yeah, and it's the same thing. My dad was like, because um, he took me to see the first, he took me to see the Phantom Menace, but he's like, I'm not taking you until you know what Star Wars is. You are going to, as he sat me down, he watched, we watched the original unaltered VHSs, and I knew what Star Wars was, and then I went and saw Phantom Menace, and I was like, ah. I mean, it was, it was okay. It wasn't that was back when they were, you know, infants in movies, and now they have like rules and stuff. <laughs> but back when America was great and men were men. Yeah, totally. Just, just the fact that you said I saw the Phantom Menace, and in reference to that, I have to say that they let infants into films. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna dig my heart out with a spoon because I'm obviously just dust now. I am fucking dust. <laughs> I think Corey's about to actual. He's he's gonna real cry here. Uh, we gotta get Brad back on the show. We gotta get Brad Ludwig and and Dave Nelson back as guests on the show because so Corey feels young. They're the only people that are older than me, and not by a lot, not by a lot at all. But I just I need something at this point. All you youngins are breaking my spirit. <laughs> Jesus. But now I'm gonna have to spend a week just mending your broken heart. I do want to say, though, that when I was around uh, the age that you saw this, that's when I saw Halloween, the original Halloween for the first time um, on, a, on a probably Betamax tape with my uncle and his friends. And it freaked me the fuck out. And I was probably way too young to have seen it. But at the same time, it was that exposure that and the, the movie Magic uh, with um, Anthony Hopkins were, were the two movies that I think first were my foray into understanding what horror movies were and and causing me a lot of of nightmares going forward but i think also creating what was eventually going to be my obsession with the genre absolutely well i love i i love halloween and magic i think they're both no magic is the one with the puppet yeah 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 i think because hostel never scared me it was just like it was this new because i hadn't seen saw at that point and i hadn't i didn't even know what it was i think it It was very, it was just gruesome. It was disgusting and it was, yeah, it was just like, what, how could someone make something like this? It was very, that was my reaction toward it. 
And when I was a teenager, we had the Faces of Death stuff that was real big. And I remember watching some of those in school and just going, is this real? Is this not real? It, it, it kind of looks pretty real. And, and at least this is artistically, you know it's not real, but you feel that, that same reaction to it. Uh, we did the, the movie last week, we did Sinister. And in Sinister, uh, the main character is watching all of these, what are essentially snuff films, uh, of families that are all being killed and that again like i don't know how i would feel if i was watching things where people were actually dying uh and there's a visceral reaction that you have to seeing that kind of thing happen and even in this i was probably because it's been 12 years since it came out i thought that it went further into it i thought that it showed more than it did um in actuality, it's not as bad as what I have perceived it in my head and memory to be. Uh, it's still gross, and it still kind of makes you react, but it's, yeah. when you see the toe get cut off, you're not actually seeing the toe get cut off. You see the, the things go down there in the clip. Well, you're not seeing him get drilled in the chest and the leg, really. It's, right. It pans it away, but it's just enough to make you think that it's happening and and believe it, and that's that's the buy-in, and that's actually good filmmaking. Yeah, but then you have the eyeball and the pus and the caved skulls. That's true. So. Well, I think that, well when I went when I did the audition and he cuts her finger off, that's very much right. I'm like, no one needs to see him cut through her flesh. We know he's going to do it because yeah, we right. see it in the next frame. There's no need to see the act because I feel like the moment the the scariest moments of part of bits of film like that are the lead up and then the after effect. Yeah. Because there's the build and then there's the result. And because I, you, you as a viewer will fill in the blanks. Right. Your mind will do that part for you. Yep. Right. And, and in fact, if you don't do it perfectly and you try to show that on screen, it's going to take people out of it. Mm -hmm. They're going to go, oh, well, that's not what that looks like. Right. Like Matt with the eye. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I guess it's just common sense. At least I think that if someone blowtorched your face, your eyeball would just pop or melt, other than dangle. Look like a giant sperm out of your face. I really want chicken nuggets now. We were talking about chicken nuggets before. You're a little hungry. I plus makes them hungry. Well, the problem now is I live so far from everything. Like, I couldn't get to a fucking McDonald's if I tried. Stupid. Corey, why'd you let me move out here? I told you not to. I said, you're going to regret it because fucking hey, man, where's a McDonald's? <laughs> True story. Had nothing to do with the four hours of mowing my lawn, but you know. Um, where are we in the movie? Kind of jumped around. It's it's a 12-year-old um, movie. You should, you should have seen it by now. So I... The other problem I have with this is that the... The friend uh, who who gets killed, Josh. Josh, yeah. Uh, Derek Richardson. I think when I saw this, I had seen him already in the sequel to Dumb and Dumber, which is actually the prequel to Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Right. And Not a so movie. all I could think of the whole time was like, "Where's Jim's Carrey? Where? Who else is? Like, does Harry Oscar killed, or is it just Lloyd?" I I, I kept waiting for that. I kind of can't take him seriously. The only stuff I've seen him in besides that was he was on the Charlie Sheen anger management show for however long that thing lasted. Uh, but it was just, 
ah, I, I, I kind of want to see him die. <laughs> I was I was fully wow. into that. Wow. And he's he's the one who's probably the most sympathetic character in this. Yeah. Uh, of the of the main cast, at least. And that's a, that's another thing I kind of like about the film is that they paint Paxton as like a dick. Yeah. The entire movie, and then when Josh dies, you're like, "Oh fuck, I'm strapped. I'm 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 stuck in a foreign country with some dipshit that I fucking hate." <laughs> and I mean, he does he does go through all the effort to try to find his friend. Absolutely, he does. Um, and when he he realizes what's going on, the the scene where he walks into the hostel again, and they think that he's just a new guy coming into the room, and it's the same exact act from the other two girls as it was as the two original girls. Um, he, it gets his suspicions up, but then he still goes chases them down and just like goes along with them and this other dude to this place out in the middle of nowhere. But what else are you going to do? Like if you if you're not from there and you don't know who you're supposed to trust, and he's already gone to the the law and they didn't seem to really care enough to follow up on it, uh, which again is painting a very bad picture of this country. Um, yeah, it's like do you abandon your friend completely and just move along, or do you? keep going until you find out what happened to them. And that's, that became a common theme. I think after this movie is a lot of stuff was like, we're somewhere else and we're trapped. And do I protect myself or do I try to protect my group? Right. So fucking deep, Corey. Yeah. I'm trying to make, take something out of it. It's and as we mentioned, like I get why I can see why people like this movie. It's just I I, it's not appeal to what I like in a horror movie. Less is more sometimes, unless it's backstory. Then I want all of it. Don't fucking yeah. tease me. Not don't answer my questions. <sighs> Drives me nuts. If there's any filmmakers out there, may or may not be listening to this, answer all the questions. Looking at you, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> that's, well, that's that's me being a selfish person, but I get I get I get. That, I got you. Yeah. Well, that's another thing with the audition. It doesn't. It gives you the backstory, but not in the order that you think you're going to get it. But I think you still get enough backstory for it to be satisfying by the end. So right. I have no problems with how you made your short. And you guys liked it. Did you enjoy it? I did. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Because there was an actual story there, and because of the way that you presented it uh, by doing it out of order. I think even added to the interest uh, because it's not just, it starts out seeming something akin to this, but it goes into the effort to explain it and make it into being something else. And, right. and that's, that's it. It didn't just say, here's this. And that's, that's all there is. You actually went further and, and you gave it depth. And, and that's what I feel like this is missing. And, and Eli Roth was still kind of early in his career at this point. Um, he he had a lot to learn. It, it's kind of interesting that Quentin Tarantino was one of the executive producers on this. There's that scene in there where they're showing Pulp Fiction on the TV, and it's it's got the great uh, voiceover of of the the foreign language and everything. But I feel like Quentin was at a point where he wanted to do stuff like this, but he didn't think he could do it yet because all of his success, while doing extreme things hadn't gotten to this extreme yet. And it was probably just shortly after this that he wound up doing Grindhouse and that being something very different for his audience and not as successful, uh, but 
it allowed him to scratch a niche that I think he had for a while. Yeah. Yeah. There's any any other points, or we want to go to rate it? Yeah, we can definitely rate it, but I just want to... Uh, Anthony, have you seen the other movies? Hostel 2 and 3? I did, I did. I've seen both of them. And how do you feel about those? Because I haven't seen either of the sequels. The, the second one is going to sound super sexist, but I'm going to say it anyway. I feel more sympathy for the females in the second one than I do for these characters in the first one. And, and that could be because they either develop the characters more, and it also could be because, as men, we are sort of programmed to feel more protective of women. And that is, in a way, sexist, but it's also honest. Yeah, well, and I think um, there's this one character, I won't give away like anything that happens, but she's so naive, and she's, so, like, she's like the stereotype of, what's, of what a sheltered, you know, repressed girl looks like. She's not the main character, but she's like the Josh character. And her her uh, death is so gruesome. And it's, it's I, I thought it was insane. And I think it's one of my favorite movie deaths that I've ever seen. Because it, it gets you emotionally at the same time? It's so upsetting. It's, I, I, I've seen the movie dozens of times and it upsets me every time I see it. And I think yeah, that's yeah. The, what a good film death does because they built up her character and there's no music underneath her death it's just you hear her screaming and it's like it's insane it's really I really I, I think it was well done I think it was a really well done the third one I'm not a huge I watched it once at a red box and it is never watched movie. it again do they up the the violence on screen or is it still that kind of cutaway thing um, do they do they amplify things because that's usually what you try to do in sequels in this, oh, not so much in the second one. In the third one, yeah. In the third one, it's it's like it's done in a room, like with a screen, and you watch the deaths happen. So it's not like there's a bunch of different rooms. There's one room, and there's like a line of murders waiting to get their turn. It's really just it didn't do anything for me. Yeah. So roth knew what he was doing when he was making the first movie and he went back and he, he did more of it for the second one but he didn't like right. try to amplify it uh, but the the person who replaced him in the third one obviously was like well i have to i have to take this even further yeah. uh, i have to show what differentiates me from his work and and do something new with it and i get that right i still ain't gonna watch it <laughs> <laughs> i know that someone requests it because that's what we do <laughs> we appease everybody it's pretty easy to tell that Corey and I are both married because we just pretty much roll over, let people do whatever the <laughs> they want. You remember that Sunday when I see you? <sighs> I'm excited. I'm just gonna pretty excited much roll to over, eat food with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get super uncomfortably drunk with you. No. Like every week? <laughs> well, I don't want you to go a Sunday without me getting weird and drunk, taking my shirt off. <laughs> this time we're just going to be in public and at a bar where someone's probably going to say, Sir, yeah, it, that is not what you're going to hear. Oh, okay. Am I going to hear a guy in the back go, woo, woo. You're going to hear me cashing out and saying, yeah, I'll sell them to you for this much. <laughs> 25 bucks for the fat one. Thanks, buddy. As long as you get your money back, that's fine. That's all we tell me. I can't say for the fat one. Like, what, what stone am I throwing? <laughs> 
twenty five bucks for the one full of cheese and beer. Is that better? <laughs> I mean, I have to I have to include the beer because otherwise the cheese is still gonna be. Oh, I guess it's just you, a California has happy cows. Fucking liars. Oh, man. Wisconsin cheese for life, son. They're both good. I teabag your cheese. That's less good. <laughs> it makes it extra salty. Um, <laughs> that is a sharp cheddar. This, oh, extra sharp. All right. Let's let's uh, let's go ahead and start rating this movie. Um, Anthony, I know you're a listener, but still, we're going to go ahead and go to the Fap Cave. Um, so if you are unfamiliar with our fapping, that's a, that's a jerk off reference. If you're, you know, if you're, if you're not with it, uh, it's, it's our three tiered scale of mass portable. Awesome. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with fapping, we have some instructional videos. <laughs> Start with slow jerk and then you go to the, the faster jerk. And if you really got to get shit done, then you go to the speed jerk. Yeah. Speed jerk your meat. Really? Right, that took that a little too far. All right, so, so for the FAP scale is uh, uh, the three categories, the feature, the attention, and the panic. We do it on a zero to five scale. We start off with the feature, which will be your story. Uh, how was the story? Was it original? Was it interesting? How did you like the acting? Uh, Anthony, as our guest, you have to go first. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it a four. All right. I don't know, I can, Thanks. Can't really argue with that. Corey, how about you? I would never want to argue with it. Uh, man, I have a lot of problems with this. That That's obvious. But I do think that the acting was okay. Um, the story was, was where I had a lot of my hangups. So I'm going to go two. I don't necessarily disagree. I think the acting was kind of mediocre. But the story was still somewhat original. Because there wasn't a ton of stories based around like the, the the concept of a hostel where you just kind of are amongst all these other people and you're you know backpacking around Europe and smashing trim because that's all they wanted to do and I was unfamiliar with what a hostel was before I saw this and I like the double meaning of the title I kind of never thought about it that way I'm not smart um, the next, yeah, <laughs> next up we have the attention. <laughs> this is the rewatchability. Um, would you buy the movie and would you recommend it to your friends? Anthony, you get to go first. I'm going to get, I'm going to give a five. I, yeah, I, I, I own it on Blu-ray and DVD. Uh, do you ever watch it on Blu-ray and DVD or just Blu-ray? I bought it on Blu-ray solely because they have more special features. If you get it on Blu-ray. Fair enough. Fair enough. Sorry, my dogs are being cocksuckers because that's all they ever do. Like, I want a fucking hour of silence in my week. And this is which they choose to bark the most. Corey, what do you what do you give it? I'm going to I'm not going to go zero. But I am going to go one. (laughs) Just for me, this is not return to. But at the same time, I can't say it's the worst thing in the world. We've reviewed worst movies on here. Uh, but it's it's not going to be anything that's going to land in my, in my to-do box. Like, hey, you know what we should watch? It's fucking hostile. Oh, really? I didn't know. Did you want to kill everybody at your workplace today? Because that's what it seems like right now. <laughs> See, I, uh, I don't disagree. I give it a two. Um... 
just because they're it's not the manos or manos the hands of fate and it's not grave of the vampire so it's better than those two movies i feel like that's kind of like manos a little bit <laughs> all i did I, the only part of manos i liked was the music yeah the music was great and 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 the manservant hecubus or whatever he was jimmy jimmy dick lips i don't know crackhorn jimmy crackhorn manos i'm looking this up quick anthony have you ever seen manos i haven't um part Check of me is like you have to the other part of me is like don't even waste your time it, it's it's like <laughs> the, it's one of the worst movies in of all time and that's like it's okay. pretty famous how bad it is worse than tommy was says the room it's it's in that that realm oh but at the same time, like the room, it's it's become beloved because of how bad it is. It's like a it's, cult. It's a cult thing, uh, okay. and and there is a puppet version, uh, Manos the the Hand of Felt, felt which if if nothing else, see it for that. Okay. It's uh, Torgo, is the weird Torgo, the weird guy with the weird legs. Um, last up, we have the panic um how were the effects were you surprised were you on the edge of your seat anthony how about you that one i'm gonna give a three because i i knew i felt like i knew where everything was coming from i didn't they weren't really uh, the effects were good i liked the effects a lot but um i it was i don't have surprises i wasn't like on the edge of my seat with suspense the entire time i agree Corey, how about, I just assumed Corey would start talking. Corey, your turn. No, I, until you ask me, I'm not giving my score. I, I'm actually, I'm going to go 3.5. And, and the reason being is that I think that what this this movie, its whole reason for being is the scenes of the torture. And I think it does those effectively in one way. Uh, I was, again, surprised that it wasn't as bad as I remember it. Uh, maybe I've become more desensitized as I've aged. Uh, maybe talking to Matt every week, I've realized that it's okay to hurt people. Uh, I just, <laughs> I, I, and and the fact that there was the things that it didn't show you, but you still remember as being there. I think it did those things right. But I also agree with Matt that the eyeball thing was so bad that I can't go any higher than a three and a half. That's still a pretty generous score. Um, I only gave it a two just because uh, some of it didn't seem very realistic and granted I've never burnt someone's face with a blowtorch I've never hit someone in the head with a, a, a rock until their skull caved in well then you haven't lived I haven't lived <laughs> um, there's just like nothing scared me or creeped me out and I like at one point got up and like did the dishes you know so it was kind of it was one of those where I was like you could kind of come and go and there was nothing like keeping me there. Whereas like, like another callback to last week was sinister that I think that's a very, I think it's a good movie. So I sat there and I wanted to watch it. This, I was just kind of like, well, I'll just go do something else for five minutes because I have the attention span of a newt. Corey. Yeah. You know, also Eli Roth said in 2015 that he's more than happy to do a hostile four. Yeah, I saw that. Did he have anything to do with the remake of Cabin Fever? He executive produced it. 
but this allowed somebody to remake the entire fucking movie that yeah. fast and it's just a script yeah it's just so wonky that's 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 the same kind of thinking that got us the psycho remake um be that as it may, uh, hey, you know what? You might like Hostel. You might think it's it's the greatest fucking movie in the world, and you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But if you want to try to convince us that we're wrong, you're allowed to do that by leaving us a voicemail at eight zero five three two eight thirty nine sixty six, or email us at pot at gncast dot com. We like to hear from you, even if it's to disagree with us. In fact, it's better that way. Hashtag fat hipsters. Uh, please follow the show on Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, and Instagram at Podcast of Terror. And also subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher, whichever one you use. Uh, if you use a different one, let us know. Maybe we could try it out. I'm on uh, Android. Matt's on uh, Apple's oh, dick. I'm an adult. Yeah, so... Right, that's 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 what it is. Anthony, because kids the tie, hate the Apple. What? Why well, I said break the tie. What do you use, Android or Apple? Apple. Suck it, Corey. God damn it! I, I feel terrible for both of you. Uh, all subscription links and options can be found at gncast.com/slash/subscribe, and you can join our Facebook page for our network under Galactic Network, or you can look up Podcast of Terror on Facebook. We have a page there too. We actually try to post stuff there sometimes. It's not often, but we're, we're doing a little better. Uh, and then it brings us to you. Anthony, Anthony, where can people find you? Where can they find your stuff? Where can they talk to you? Uh, tell you you look pretty. They can find me on, uh, well, I have a Facebook page. I'm on <coughs> Vimeo and uh, IMDb. And what should they be looking up for you on right now? Like what, Films? Yeah, like if, if you want to know, Audition is coming out when? Audition comes out June 30th. Okay, so that's something that they should be looking forward to, and they can learn more about that if they follow your Facebook page. Absolutely, yeah. Great. So when, when Audition comes out, where is it going to be available? I, we're we're uh, talking to a couple different distributors right now because we're, we're trying to release it on the platforms like iTunes and Amazon. So we're working on that right now. Nice. nice. Excellent. We'll be sure to, uh, when that gets hammered out in the future episode, we'll be sure to update people so they can check that out and follow all of the shit that you do. Corey, where can people find you? Uh, you can find the comics I help publish with Levi Krause at donascomics.com. You can find my wife's lowbrow artwork, which, if you like Hostel, some of the stuff might be suited to your interests. Uh, you can go find her on Instagram at hag underscore attack, or you can go to arthag.com. It'll, it'll lead you to her Instagram and show you some stuff there as well. Awesome. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt the Lifeguard. If you want to see how drunk I get on a weekly basis, you can check out Untapped Matt the Lifeguard there too. Thank you very much for listening to yet another episode of the podcast is here, and we will talk to you guys next week. Hi there, this is Brett Stewart from Geek Cinema Society. Are you a film lover? Do you consider yourself a connoisseur of the silver screen? Well, Geek Cinema Society is a weekly roundtable program where each episode we touch on a film considered pivotal to geek culture. From Blade Runner to The Goonies to Mad Max, we dig into it all. Plus, our guest each week hasn't seen that week's film until the episode. Join me and my co-hosts, Nicole Davis and David Luzader, on a spectacularly fun journey that hits your podcast feed every Sunday. Available on Blazing Caribou Studios. Next week on the Podcast of Terror. Next week, uh, it's just Corey and I. We're going solo. 
Going in dry. Uh, we're going to talk about a movie. <laughs> what? We're going to talk about a movie that actually happens to be like Mad Max with zombies driving cars. Uh, oh, what a novel idea. If only there was another film coming out that was just like that that we were discussing. Yeah, right. What an odd, odd coincidence. Uh, and we're going to be talking about a movie called Wormwood. Another odd coincidence, the ad. Uh, I'll actually be on Geek Cinema Society. Oh, boy. When is that coming out? It will get released, I believe, June 18th. We're going to be talking about Ant-Man, which I've never seen. Ooh. Yeah, should be a good one. So uh, thank you very much for listening to another episode of the Podcast of Terror. We will talk to you guys next week. Stay scared, everybody. This has been a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.